You're listening to the Wild Worship Podcast, your host, Kimberly Bolgen. And it is my prayer that somebody will be inspired, that somebody will be excited, that somebody will be even challenged to live a life of worship unto God that is wild and free. Today, let's talk about singing. Let's talk about singing. We've been discussing various postures of worship, and the next one we're looking at for today is how does singing help me worship? How does singing help me worship? Now, singing isn't for everyone. (laughs) I think we'll all agree uh, that singing isn't necessarily for everybody, but when it comes to singing unto the Lord, singing is indeed for everybody. However, there are a few people that can't wait until the next part of the worship service, like they'll be in praise and worship and they're just looking at the clock waiting for the next part of the service to happen so that we can move on from singing. Um, there's a, there, are, there are people that would just rather hear the word of God and not really, you know, have 20 minutes, 30 minutes of just singing ongoing. That's just not their thing. Some will even come late to church, I know this for a fact, just in time to hear the message and they don't feel like they've missed anything because all they missed was 30 minutes of singing, 30 minutes of praise and worship through the expression of singing. And in their mind, they're thinking, we didn't miss much, we just came to hear a word from the Lord. Have you heard that before? I'm sure you have. Also, singing can be awkward in a congregational setting. Let's just be real. I mean, it's one thing to sing by yourself in the shower at the top of your lungs. It's one thing to be singing in your car on your way to work, right? But others feel self-conscious when they get around people and have to start singing. They just feel uncomfortable. And I totally get that, totally understand. And yet, there are hundreds hundreds, saints, hundreds of verses in the Bible that refer to singing. The early church, even after the death and resurrection of Jesus, they still sang psalms, they still sang hymns, they still sang spiritual songs as they gathered to worship. By the way, a hymn back then is not what a hymn is today. Okay, the hymn was not the art form that we know today. A hymn was nothing more than a song written by a human being. (laughs) It's a song that was not using lyrics from scripture, but it's a song that was basically written as a poem that somebody wrote and they set to a melody. Maybe I have to do another another podcast on that, but I just want to throw that in there since we're talking about singing today. Furthermore, furthermore, we get to the Protestant Reformation. And a big part of the Protestant Reformation was protesting, protesting against the fact that singing should not only be reserved for the elite priests, right? But it should be for every Christian that joins in worship. This tells me that there are reasons why singing is beneficial to our worship experience, especially to our corporate worship experience. And today I just wanna look at a few reasons and I hope that these points will free somebody because this is the Wild Worship Podcast. We're about being set free. I hope that these points will free somebody to open up their mouths and start belting out some tunes unto the Lord 
in public. <laughs> Let's look at a few reasons. The first one is the reason why singing is beneficial to your worship experience. It's because you're going to be giving God the glory when you sing. Yes, singing is a great way to acknowledge and glorify the truth about who God is. When you sing songs of truth, you are literally declaring his character. You are literally declaring his attributes, not only to others on your row, but you're declaring who he is right back to the throne of God. And that's exciting for those that are serious about worship. That's exciting for those that are just, just excited about wanting to give God glory. When you open up your mouth, and you sing uh, indescribable, uncontainable, you place, them the, you place the stars in the sky and you know them by name, you are amazing, God. When you sing that, you are literally declaring that God is amazing, that he's indescribable. It's a beautiful feeling. Next, when you sing, when you sing, you are following God's instructions. So... Mother's Day, we just celebrated Mother's Day a few days ago, and one way that we honor our mothers, one way that we honor our parents in general is doing what they ask us to do. Parents love it when their children are obedient, and I have a sneaking suspicion that God also loves it when his children obey. And the Bible is clear that God repeatedly in his word declares over 50 times to sing, to sing. Psalm 33 verse 3 says, sing a new song unto the Lord. I mean, I'm, I, can't, I can't list all 50, but they're in there. And it's not a suggestion, it's a command. And if God is instructing us to sing, then I think it would prove to be beneficial to follow his instructions and start singing. The next reason that singing is beneficial to our worship experience is because you'll be following God's example. The Bible declares in Zephaniah 3.17, he will exult over you with loud singing. Emphasis on loud. And they're talking about God. God will exult over you with loud singing. What a beautiful image. What a beautiful picture of our God, of our maker, of our creator singing over us. So I, I, I think that if God has the audacity to sing over his children, to sing over his creation, then maybe we should too. Maybe we should pick up on his example and do the same thing. The next reason why singing helps us in worship is because it unifies us with others. It unifies us with the community, community of faith that we are a part of. Have you ever been to a football game or a basketball game? I don't want to talk about basketball right now because my Raptors lost. Pray for me. But if you've been to any sporting event, right, um, if you've been to a, a concert, a Kirk Franklin concert, or a Earth, Wind, and Fire concert, or a, <laughs> I won't judge you, or a Stevie Wonder concert, I, I won't judge you. Uh, maybe you've been to a Bruce Springsteen concert. I don't know what your favorite kind of music is. Whatever, whatever concert you go to, whatever game you go to, everybody's on their feet singing along with everybody else. Everybody's joined together under one common goal, and that is to belt out those favorite songs from their artist and just sing all night. Similarly, when we come into the house of God, when we come into a, a community of faith, singing is one of the easiest ways to unify a large group of people. 
it is by far the most dominant art form in churches today. When you get together with a group of people that are like-minded, that love the Lord, that love his presence, that love worshiping him, and y'all start singing together, it's a beautiful, unifying experience. Next, singing will bring your heart into what your mind is, think- is thinking. Singing has a way of, of expressing what your heart and mind is thinking. So for my cerebral friends, I contend it's not spiritually or relationally healthy to just think about God all the time, nor is it always healthy to just always be having debates and trying to prove points and trying to defend God's character with other people. There has to be an expression of what you're thinking. There has to come a point where you, where you stop the talking, where you stop the thinking and you begin to express what you're thinking. There must be, there must be moments when you are able to just express what you're trying to prove, not talk about it, but, but express it. Singing is a beautiful way to express what your mind thinks about God. And it also has a, it has a way of softening our hearts in ways that a debate never will, in ways that a a talk never will. Singing has a way of softening our heart towards God's truth in ways that sermons never will. Isn't there a reason why when, when the preacher makes an appeal for those to give their hearts to Christ, that immediately there's a song that is sung that just begins to soften the hearts of those who are trying to make a decision? Yeah, there's a reason for that. Singing has a way of softening our hearts in ways that debates, sermons, or talks will never do. Next, singing will engage your emotions. This may be why some folks don't want to sing because they're not in touch with their emotions or they're afraid of showing emotion about God around others or they're afraid that their emotions will take over their mind and they don't want to be you know, emotionally driven. But singing has a way of engaging an entire range of emotions that we have about God. Singing will make you happy. Singing has a way of, of expressing joy. Singing can help you express sadness. Singing can help you express uh, repentance or gratitude. It helps us engage our entire being in praise to God. So it's one thing to say, I will bless the Lord at all times, but it's another thing when you actually sing, I will bless the Lord, right? Oh, my soul and all that is within me. I mean, it just takes it to another level when you choose to add a melody to a song that is trying to express who God is. It engages your emotions. Singing will help you remember God's truth. That's the next reason why singing is so important. This is an important point as well. Singing will help you remember God's truth. If you want to memorize scripture, if you want to solidify truth in your heart, <laughs> it, a, a better way to do that better than listening to a sermon, better than listening to a presentation. If you want to memorize some things, if you want to get the truth down in your spirit, start singing. I can, I guarantee that if you put scripture to music, you will never forget it. When you combine God's word with a catchy melody, it is much easier to remember and recall to mind 
God's promises. I promise you. I know you can think of some songs that are from scripture and you have never forgotten those words because of the melody. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. Psalm 121. My help cometh from the Lord. Y'all know it. I mean, it's, it's Bible, it's scripture. I love songs like that. I love songs that are set, that come from scripture, that have a melody because you, you'll, never forget this, you'll never forget the verses. Singing will help you remember God's truth. And then lastly, lastly, this is my favorite point. I had to save it for last. Singing will silence the enemy in your life. Second Chronicles 20 one of my favorite stories, Second Chronicles 20 is about King Jehoshaphat. I'm going to just read four verses, verses 21 to 24. You listen to this. Listen to this. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. Verse 21, after consulting the people, the king appointed singers, the king appointed singers, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord, singing to the Lord, singing to the Lord, and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Verse 22, at the very moment they began to sing. I'm going to say it again. At the very moment they began to sing. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Amnon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting amongst themselves. Verse 23. The armies of Moab and Amnon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed Every one of them, after they had destroyed the army, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived, verse 24, when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. Y'all, listen to me. Listen to this preacher. When the enemy comes in and tries to attack your family, when the enemy comes in and tries to attack your mind, when the enemy comes in and tries to attack your church, when the enemy comes in and tries to attack your community, start singing. <laughs> Y'all don't hear me. When the enemy comes in and, and, and tries to make you depressed and discouraged and worried and anxious and fearful, start singing. Start singing a song. The text says nothing about them being on key. The text doesn't say anything about them singing like angels. They just started singing. Thank you, Lord. And I trust me, y'all. Trust me on this. When you start singing, God will arise and his enemies will be 
scattered. This is a podcast. I'm not in the pulpit. Kimberly, calm down. You're not in the pulpit today. You're on a podcast. But I feel like preaching. This is good news that the enemies in your life will flee when you start singing. Don't you ever miss another opportunity to give God praise and worship during a corporate worship setting. Don't sit at home and get there, get to church late. You show up for that worship service and you begin to open up your mouth and declare the works of God, declare his character through song and watch the enemy in your life be brought to his knees because of your voice being raised in singing. I'm done. I can't. I got to calm down. I got to calm down. I got to come down. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. This is good news. I pray that somebody receives this. I pray that somebody will just open up their mouths and start singing from here on out. When the enemy is trying to take you down, singing is beneficial to your worship experience. If for no other reason, it causes the enemy of God to fall on his face and have to flee. Thank you, Lord. While you're glorifying God. I thank you so much for listening. I got to go. Thank you so much for listening. Please, please, please share this podcast with somebody who needs to know about the benefits of singing in worship. Uh, I think it's going to bless them. I know it's blessed you. So make sure that you share it. And if you have not left a review um, on iTunes or even on SoundCloud, however you're listening, make sure that you just take a few moments and just talk about how this podcast has blessed you. I would really, really Really appreciate it. Today, for those that don't know, I do have a gospel album with a few songs that I wrote. And I thought I would end today's podcast, since we're talking about singing today. I thought I would end with a song from my first full-length album. The album is called God Chose Me, and it's still available on all digital outlets. Wherever you buy your digital music, you can find it. Just look for my name, Kimberly Bulgin, God Chose Me. Would appreciate your support. I'm going to play one of my favorite songs. It's called I Will Sing a New Song, of course. (laughs) I pray that you're blessed, and I'll see you next time as we continue to learn about what it means to be a wild worshiper. Listen to the song.